Welcome everyone to this week's episode of VentureCast Rebuild. VentureCast is brought to you by Axion Venture Lab, a global early stage investor in fintech and financial inclusion. This is the eighth episode of our 10 episode season and I'm your host, Vikas Raj. On this podcast, we are exploring the new challenges and opportunities facing entrepreneurs and investors, which are being brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. And over the last several weeks, we've traveled around the world. We spoke with Rohan Kumar of Toffee Insurance, who's using digital delivery to make insurance accessible to millions of, uh, of Indians. And we spoke with Michael Moreland, whose company Field Intelligence is using tech and data to supply local pharmacies and improve community-based healthcare in Kenya and Nigeria. Today, we're bringing it back to the U.S. and out to the Bay Area to speak with Jerry Namoran. Uh, Jerry is the CEO and co-founder of LendStreet, a company that helps Americans to get out of debt and rebuild their credit. Jerry, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, could you start by telling us a bit more about LendStreet and what you guys do? Sure. Um, Vikas, thanks for the introduction. Uh, again, my name is Jerry Demore, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of LendStreet. Uh, we are a platform focused on delivering financial health uh, for the American consumers. Um, really, when you think about uh, the U.S. and the amount of debt um, that consumers are struggling with, uh, when you think about our financial system, uh, people's financial lives are fluid, and our financial system is rigid, right? And over 50% of Americans, uh, even prior to this pandemic, uh, was were vulnerable to a financial shock. Uh, and unfortunately, there is no you know, solution or no, you know, you think of AAA, where if you, get a, if you break down uh, in your car, you can call for a AAA and they'll send tow truck and so forth. Well, there is no solution like that for people in debt. Um, and that's what we aim to be. That's the essence of, of Lend Street. Got it. Okay, thanks. So, so um, tell us a little bit more about the typical Lend Street customer. Uh, what, what sorts of debt and issues are they dealing with and, and how do they sort of end up in this position? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, take Betty, for example. She's uh, an average customer. You know, she's 50 years old, um, a mother of two who consistently made her minimum payment um, and her spouse, uh, was laid off and, and now Betty is in a situation where she has a permanent impairment in her income. Um, and <clears throat> she would call the bank and ask for some form of, uh, modification or some form of, uh, relief. Um, and typically, and because of regulatory limitations and the bank's own, you know, internal policies, they're unable to provide that payment reduction that is that actually meets you know Betty um, where she is at that moment, um, and so Betty is left with no other option but to be delinquent on her debt. And you know Betty is not alone. In fact, you know this is a a massive problem. Uh, there are 77 million Americans. That's one out of three adult Americans in the U.S. Um, that have debt in collections, totaling more than $650 billion. Uh, and 
as you might know, we're we're in the middle of a pandemic, and um, the household debt is is at a record prior to you know, and then Q one of this year was at a record fourteen point three trillion dollars, and these were all again pre COVID. So now you can only imagine the impact uh, that COVID is having on on American the American consumer and what that will mean in six to twelve months in terms of collections and uh, and the impact to, to the bank's balance sheet. So um, before we get into sort of the impact of COVID, going back to Betty, um, you know, why are banks and other creditors sort of getting this wrong? Why are they unable to serve Betty? And what is Lend Street doing differently to sort of give these customers a lifeline uh, pre-COVID? Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, banks uh, are regulated um, you know, by, by the OCC and, and various you know, regulatory bodies uh, and really to ensure the financial safety or the safety of, of the financial system, right? And so, um, you know, they're limited in terms of the amount of relief they can provide to a consumer until it becomes a, you know, uh, viewed as a fully impaired loan and needs to be charged off and, and, uh, on their balance sheet. And so for banks, uh, both limitations, uh, limits from the regulators, as well as limits from their own internal policy, um, you know, prevents them, even though they want to provide relief, uh, prevent them from being able to provide relief. And in and, and some cases, because, you know, the consumer may not be able to meet that minimum payment that's required to maintain um, or to, to meet the requirements of the OCC or of the internal policy of the bank. And so it's really about, you know, for us, what we do is, you know, is bridging that disconnect. Here you have a consumer who wants to pay her, his or her debt um, and wants to figure out a solution to maintain their financial security and, and also their, their credit score. Um, and you have a bank that, uh, clearly has had this customer and has made, you know, has paid to acquire this customer um, and is, is wants to help the consumer, but is limited by those regulatory um, frameworks. And so what we do is we step in, um, in our case, we underwrite the client uh, and, and, you know, understand what their true capacity is and structure a loan um, that enables them to settle their debt with their creditor and to make the payments that they can actually afford to make. Got it. And sort of beyond that loan that you give, are there other ways that you're sort of engaging with your customers to help them improve their financial situations and sort of get back on the right track? Yeah, well, we have learned, you know, interestingly enough, when we came into the space, we were really focused on, on, um, uh, the customer segment that we thought we would end up with is, isn't truly the customer segment we we're, we're, we're seeing, you know, um, the customer segment, uh, I think most people thought would, would have been the unbanked or the underbanked. And what we found is that our customer segments are, are truly, um, sophisticated and over, I would call overbanked. These are recovering prime consumers on average, 
Um, the average consumer is 52 years old, uh, about 80 to $84,000 household income. Um, and, you know, 55% of them are homeowners. And so this isn't a customer segment that necessarily, uh, you know, doesn't understand credit. Um, what it is is just, you know, these are consumers who've his, who have had great experience with credit and understand credit and have managed credit throughout their life. The average consumer has about 20 years of, of, of you know, uh, the, the oldest trade line is about 20 years, right? So, the, you know, this isn't customers who are new to credit. It's just, the, you know, that they were over leveraged and they experienced the financial shock um, and were no longer to meet the minimum requirements um, dictated by the, by the creditors. Um, and they still have the desire to pay their debt. It's just not at the capacity that they can afford. And so, you know, by right-sizing that debt, um, first we're able to, you know, we call them the, the recovering prime customers. So we leverage, uh, we've designed a solution to build the bridge between the bank and, and, and Betty um, by aggregating data from multiple sources to truly assess, you know, Betty's financial behavior and, 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 and true capacity. Um, we work with the bank to negotiate down their debt, um, and we provide the loan to pay off the creditor and, and, and to pay off the bank and, and give Betty a uh, payment plan that she can actually afford in, in, in a, a longer period to pay back. Got it. Um, let's talk about COVID-19. And you started to touch on this earlier. Obviously, um, uh, the, the financially vulnerable uh, are in a far more precarious situation in a world where unemployment has gone way up. Small businesses are, are, are at very, very high risk. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, how COVID-19 has affected your borrowers, sort of what the immediate effects were, uh, and then how Lend Street has sort of engaged with your customers through the crisis? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, prior to COVID, um, our, our customers were outperforming FICO by, you know, roughly a little over 100 points, meaning that, you know, our average customers, which are 560 credit score customers, were performing as though they were 660 to 700 um, type of customers. And, you know, you know the thing we, we heard consistently prior to COVID was that, yeah, these consumers are performing in, the, in this manner, um, but you haven't seen a downturn. We don't know if, uh, if this is going to, 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 to hold uh, during a downturn. And so, you know, and, and COVID has been in, in a way a blessing and a curse, you know, a blessing in the sense that we are now going through a, a pandemic. Um, and, you know, as you mentioned, with over 38 million Americans having filed for uh, unemployment. Um, yet, our customer base continues to perform similar um, in this environment. They are you know, still outperforming FICO by over 100 points, right? So when you track payment impairment across all of the different credit buckets, and, and you compare that to our customer segment and how they're performing, um, we're seeing the trend line very similar to all the other buckets, except, um, I mean, we're seeing the trend line very similar to a bucket that is closer to a six, 660 to 700 credit score. That's really incredible. Well, what do you attribute that to? 
Well, you know, that, that was the core thesis that we, we started Lenstreet on, which is that, you know, consumers are, you know, uh, we're, we're targeting what we call the recovering prime consumer. So this is a consumer who've historically been good payer, have shown the ability and willingness to pay, um, but who've experienced a shock where their payment, you know, they're, they've been, um, their capacity, their payment capacity has been impaired. And by providing a solution that um, really truly analyze their cash flow, understand what their true capacity is, and structuring the loan that meets their capacity. Um, again, you know, just it, it's it's really comes down to structuring, and it comes down to assessing the risk. And by doing that, uh, we're able to identify what we call the recovering prime. Um, and I think that's really what it comes down to: the ability to assess, identify, and to structure the appropriate to assess the client and identify the appropriate client and structure. Um, alone that fits that client's uh, capacity is, is what I think has led to our success. Can you be a little bit more explicit around how you've supported your customers along the way and how they've managed their financial situation? Yeah, I mean, so, you know, as, you know, even prior to COVID, we've always believed that as, as a company that is solving this massive $650 billion consumer debt problem, we always believe it comes down to putting people in loans that fits their capacity. Right. Um, and, and, and so even during COVID, when someone would experience, you know, a financial shock, we were creating, you know, we were providing forbearance, we were providing, um, you, know, um, you know, reduction in payments um, based on what they can afford. So we, we've taken the same approach and underwriting to collections, right? And, and that it is about making sure that the person can 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 meet their obligations in that moment, mm-hmm. and and really bridging the gap between their capacity in that moment. Um, and so that's the that's the same approach we take, um, you know, during COVID. And and that's that's also you know again why we we believe the you know our our, our performance is is continued trend in the way that it has. How are you thinking about lending to new borrowers? Are there, are there specific types of customers that you're really well positioned to serve in this moment? And, and I guess, how, how will you reach them uh, in, a, in, a, in a remote world? Yeah, there, 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 there are. Um, I mean, it, it's the same, same borrower that we, we've been targeting. Um, you know, the difference is now that we've proven um, our model both in, in good times and, and, you know, it's, Still early, um, knock on wood, but even through this this uh, economic downturn, uh, it gives us more confidence to know that we can scale this and and you know allow ourselves to go direct to the consumer and make our value proposition. Um, as you mentioned, we we have primarily worked through partners um, to identify those customers in the past. Um, now we're able to leverage our data and 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 the confidence in the data and the model itself to be able to go out. Um, and, and really approach the consumer directly and, um, and leverage the data within the credit bureaus to identify the clients that we feel are, are, um, are worthy borrowers or are, are, you know, our typical borrower, right? Which is a consumer that's over levered, um, that has shown signs of distress, 
um, and, and, and really that, you know, we can identify those customers and, and make a value proposition to them that helps them and also helps the, the creditors recover more capital uh, in a much quicker fashion. Yeah, final question, Jerry. You know, this has been a strange time for um, for Lens Street, of course, and your customers. You know, what is looking forward? What What do you think the future holds here for inclusive fintech startups uh, like Lens Street? I mean, is is the pandemic providing an opportunity as well as a challenge? Yeah, I, I mean, I think again, as I mentioned earlier, you know, as long as we keep in mind that people's financial lives are fluid. Right. You know, really, I think the future of finance, and then we're seeing this, is that, you know, as long as we, we acknowledge and understand that consumers' uh, financial lives are fluid, I think we will see more solutions that are focused on that fluidity and, and, and solving for uh, rigidity within our system. Yeah. What does the future hold for Lend Street? Um, uh, is this a time of, of growth? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as you can imagine with, with the pandemic, um, you know, it, it is absolutely a time for growth. It, it, you know, there's a whole lot more people looking for um, services, of, you know, like, like ours uh, in, this, uh, in this environment. Super. Hey, let, let's, uh, let's end it there. Jerry, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on VentureCast. Uh, to our listeners, thank you for joining us. As always, we'll be back next week with your next episode of VentureCast. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Vikas.